The News Up of the Round West Ham podcast is sponsored by 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. Chelsea next week, Man United tomorrow or Sunday, depending on when you're listening. And you can get triple the odds on your first bet. They're doing this all season. Any bet you can imagine to get it. All you need to do is go to 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. Two sides who love to knock it around and each has been able to show the watching world how well they can do that in this game. And so far, West Ham are matching. Di Canio, is he onside here? Will it count? Yes, it does count! And it's the Italian magician who creates the possibility of the cup upset of the round. West Ham go in front at Old Trafford with 15 minutes on the clock and Manchester United are left looking to the linesman. Hello and welcome to the News of Other Brown West Ham podcast series 4 episode 28 uh, where it's a special one here because we're recording on a Friday which we've never done in our long history and there's a few little quirks this episode because because Bianca's not here it's her birthday today happy birthday Bianca it's so, birthday it's stepping in as co-host my mate and yours works at Dave How I have I have a season ticket with him DJ Russ Willie aka Russ Williamson how are you mate I'm very well. Pleasure to be back. Yeah. Good to have you here. Obviously, you're a big DJ. What's the biggest DJ set you've done? Probably my car once. <laughs> maybe your car to Glastonbury. <laughs> maybe my bedroom on a Friday yeah. night. You know, all, all the big ones. Well let's, big... <laughs> well, let's see if our next guest can compete with... Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Set, set it very high, that bar. Uh, a crowd like that. So, here's the sorcerer-in-chief of Crosstown Records, record producer, creator of Damien Lazarus and the Ancient Moons, resident DJ at some of the greatest clubbing destinations in the world including DC 10 in Ibiza for 10 years he plays at any dance music festival in the world worth its salt <laughs> unarguably one of the greatest DJs in the world and crucially West Ham fan Come David on your Lazarus <laughs> how are you mate pleasure so, uh, what a pleasure to be here very weird <laughs> to be here but, um, but yeah an absolute pleasure and what a build up thank you so much Whoa. I know, know. a lot, lot to live up to I think I need to get a gig in your car so we're gonna... <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'd love you we're, book, we're books out we're books out for us but you never know um, so for, for, for listeners who might not know because obviously we've got all kinds of listeners we've got people on oil rigs and people who may not necessarily be into the house music scene mm-hmm. How would you describe yourself in like like a West Ham player? If you were a, a DJ equivalent of a West Ham player, definitely centre forward. Yeah, um, I was thinking maybe like a Freddie Canute type. Like that, you're this. quite languid and mysterious. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there you go. A little bit of that. A little bit of Harry Redknapp. <laughs> um, uh, no, I play um, I play kind of uh, I guess psychedelic house and techno music. Um, um, for you Londoners, I guess you'd see me in places like Fabric. Um, as you said, I play DC10 in Ibiza. I've been playing there for many years. I've just come back from a very long tour of North and South America. Tend to, you know, spend most of my weekends in some, you know, sweaty, dark, dingy room playing <laughs> music to. Uh, uh, excitable young people <laughs> and uh, love doing it. We've been doing it for some time. Um, I also make music and um, yeah, 
and I'm a West Ham fan, which is the most important <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what blew my mind is that when when we when I found out you listened to the show, you were on a tour bus listening to our interview with Tony Gale, and, and like yes. And, we got in Twitter contact. It blew my mind. So, well, I, you know, the thing is, I'm, uh, you know, my, I'm, I, I work mainly at weekends because that's when most people like to go partying. So, unfortunately, it's very difficult for me to see games this uh, these days, um, especially up front and and personal. So, I'm tending to watch most games on dodgy streams or, you know, trying to get the, or, or you know, watching the BBC, uh, you know, video printer as you guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm that into it that so I, I am following it like that. Um, but I think that this season specifically I've probably watched I think I've watched every live game because I've just discovered in the past couple of years that there's this one particular dodgy site that you can watch any <laughs> game in the Premiership live anywhere around the world um, so this year I've really gone for it and you know obviously it's been a particularly good year for us um, I'm trying to make sure that I don't miss a trick which can be a little bit difficult you know, I'm kind of finding myself especially if I'm in the States on the other side of the world you know I'm coming in from a gig and then instead of getting that crucial two or three hours sleep before I have to get on another plane I'm like Right. Oh, the Amers are coming up now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, get a bit of room yeah. service and, and we're off. Um, so, yeah, I've probably watched West Ham this season in about 20, 22 different countries around the world, which is quite crazy. Last weekend, actually, I, I, was, in, um, uh, I was in Mexico City and I was due to fly to Los Angeles on the Wednesday and we had the, the game against Spurs. Was it on the Tuesday? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday. And um, so I was due to fly on the Wednesday and, and um, I did establish that it was supposed to be flying during the, the match. Um, but I actually got food poisoning the night before. Oh, no. And I've never lasagna? been so happy to change a flight in my life. I mean, I was up all night, but pretty <laughs> disgusting. But then come the morning, I was like, right, I'm changing my flight. I'm staying in bed all day, and I'm going to watch West Ham Spurs from the comfort <laughs> of my bed in Mexico City. So, <laughs> Did it make the food poisoning a bit better? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That before, of course, yeah. it made the whole year much better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Had we lost, it would have been a complete I know. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, well, on this episode, we're going to talk about... Obviously, um, Damien's West Ham support in Korea, and obviously some of the new music you're doing now, and obviously the festival's coming up. We're going to cover all those bases, but we'll begin with the feedback because we had um, Lee Clayton on the podcast uh, in the last episode with Sebastian Legette had some interesting feedback. But firstly, an email from David Bumpstead, aka Libero. Hi, Chris and Bianca. Greetings from San Sebastian. Great run of podcasts you're on. Each one better than the last. Oh, embarrassing. I thought this one was particularly interesting. Adam uh, Lee Clayton was a top guest. Real passion for the club. Twin with intelligent insight and analysis the legit interview was excellent too he came over as such a nice bloke but for me it was tinged with sadness so many years developing a player only to discard him without so much of a decent loading spell somewhere um, and then we also had one from Chalks for us yep so Chalks he said good post- podcast again well done all <laughs> <laughs> like the interview with Legit, and it's a shame that none of those younger players made it he said it's, but it's fairly revealing when you consider none of them are playing anything higher than League One football correct me if I'm wrong and one of the most highly rated is now contracted with a conference side, conference south side. So I think yeah. he's talking about uh, Sam Howes there at Wilsdon, yeah. the young goalkeeper. So, I mean, it is interesting because obviously we, as fans, we really want these like young players to do well, mm. and we probably do see them in a rose-tinted light. Mm. But 
is do we think that they've found their level when they go down to these lower leagues and they just aren't good enough? Yeah, it's 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 hard to know. We do hold on that Forest massacre which Legette played in. Do you remember that game when we got absolutely smashed? I think under Sam. Yes. <laughs> um, what did you make of the Allardyce era as a whole? Uh, I thought it was pretty sad. Uh, I mean, he, he obviously came in and he, he did the job he was supposed to do, but he just did it with a miserable face on. You know, it's just mm, yeah. I, it, I don't think he inspired any. Any creativity in the team? It was it was just a very depressing time. But you know, he kept us up, and he did yeah. the job he was supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I was very happy to see the back of him. Yeah, <laughs> I think the thing is, I think everyone's grateful for the job he did. Yeah. And at the time, we were very thankful that he kind of stabilised the ship. But it was a bit yeah. of a thanks, and now let's all move on. But I mean, is he just generally miserable like that, or was it was it just well, he wasn't enjoying his time it's at Northern, West Ham either? Is it just but a Northern no, thing? Well, who? Like Sam? Sam? Yeah, on the shoulder? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he seems pretty furious now. Did you see when uh, Sunderland considered that uh, they scored in the last minute against Southampton and Big Sam was like shouting at them to stop celebrating because they were wasting energy? <laughs> That's quite interesting. <laughs> I mean, it was also interesting in there because Legette said that um, he ruled by fear, essentially. Right. And that was, I, I didn't really pick that up during his time, but, no. uh, but I guess he, people must have been terrified of him. I mean, he's got a big presence, isn't he? Like he's a big yeah. character. You can imagine, like if you're if you're new to seeing him coming in, shout and kicking coffee mugs over, yeah. it would be quite intimidating for a player. If you're, I don't know. I just, I'm just very thankful for the man in charge yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we love him. Yeah, let's get into that. And if you want to get in touch with the show, here's how you can do so. Get in touch with the show. Email podcast at kumb.com. Get on the forum at kumb.com or follow your hosts your lovely hosts on Twitter beautiful people lovely one of your own Bianca is at B double E Westwood Chris is at CJ Skull and that's with a C not a K a C because he's special (laughs) come on you irons cool all right then. So let's talk about the, the team right now, uh, Damien. Super Slav. I mean, we just talked about Sam there, but since Slav's come in, yeah. what a change! Well, I think the f- second or third game I saw him in charge. I can't remember who he was, who it was that he substituted, but I saw him give a proper kiss on the cheek to who, Saka. Uh, yeah. yeah. And at that moment, I just felt, you know what? This is a new era for West Ham mm-hmm. because you know we haven't really seen that before. Um, you know, he's a man who's like come in, and he's not afraid to show his emotions. Uh, and when you watch him in his interviews, he's very eloquent. A little slow sometimes, but very eloquent. And he just—he's just turned this team around, uh, and he's creating possibly one of the most exciting seasons of football I remember being a West Ham fan. And I think you know it's uh, it's been a while since you know I've felt this strongly and this like passionately about the West Ham team, mm. and I think that he has a great deal to do with that. Um, this episode is going to come out just before the United game. I think there's a lot of people probably listening to this on the way to the game. Mm. Um, where do you? Th- how do you think we're going to get on in Old Trafford? Well, I think that well, the result in that they lost last night. Or was it night before? Yeah, yeah, it was it, last night. Last night yeah. Um, Terrible performance too, and they played I a strong team. I didn't see it, but um, yeah, that's good news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we got, you know, there's a couple of things. Well, they've, they've got to bounce back because they can see the title slipping away from them. So um, this may be their, their their last shot. Do we think they'll be like a season. wounded animal on Sunday? So they're oh, really going to so. come out like fired up because of yeah. that that awful performance against Liverpool. Exactly. Or do I, I look and think? Are they even capable of coming back out fighting? Well, we, we've had time to prepare. 
Um, you know, we we know that Slav is like studying these teams, and he's like, mm. you know, really like knows how like to beat digging his yeah. digging in and knocking out. How how can how can we create havoc on the pitch? And um, uh, he's had a lot of time to like think about this. So um, I'm feeling pretty positive. Oh, oh, let's see. I don't want to put the mockers <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, no, exactly. Feeling positive. I think know, for, yeah. as a as a West Ham fan, I think we're all grateful that Rooney is injured. So yeah. that that's matter, he's a matter out. Too. Matter out. Yeah. Although. Has he really been playing that well this season at all? Well, but Rooney's yeah. one of them players that's always it's like it's almost like Lukaku, isn't it? Like it's a it's yeah. a nailed on goal against us. Yeah. So well, I mean, we have a we have a history of going out in the quarterfinals. Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark yeah. history, but, yeah, um, yeah, but no, yeah. I'm feeling very positive. I think if all else fails, we're it's going to be a really good game, and um, I think that. Slavs put us into a position now as a, as fans that, regardless of the result, provided we play well. You know, we, 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 yeah, we did we, well yeah, in the we, FA Cup this season. Exactly, you know? yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, winding the clock right back. So you're from East London, right? I am. Yeah, I was born in the London Hospital, so oh, literally yeah, within yeah, the sound of Bo. Bo mm. And um, family brought me up in Forest Gate. Oh, nice. And my grandfather had a market store in Queen's Market, a stone's throw from the ground for 59 years, wow. selling stockings and tights. <laughs> No one pound fish there then. Well, no, but no, but the funny thing is, that was his stall. No way! Yeah, so he took on that stall. Mr. One Pound Fish took my Papa Harry's stall. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. After he passed away a few years ago. So, so, um, so yeah, I used to go down there and help him out on the market stall when I was a kid. Uh, me and my brother and my cousin. Um, and um, we used to go to Aussie's Calf. Don't you remember Aussie? Uh, there was a lot, lot of proper gangsters in there. There was a, uh, it was a Porky. Had a big. Uh, Big uh, Chelsea smile, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aussie. Uh, so yeah, I used to go down there at the weekends, and this was actually before I'd actually been to a match. Um, my stepdad was a Spurs fan, um, and he used to go to White Hart Lane, and he'd take me with him. Um, and so somehow I managed to brave it and not become a Spurs fan, you know, because you, you know when you're that young and you're going to football, yep. you know, you get that influence. But no, I was like, I was. A, proper West Ham through and through and my first game was actually the FA Cup final wow yeah. that's not bad <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what year was that then 1980 80 yeah god so I actually saw West Ham lift the FA Cup right. <laughs> what a start first game. Hey. it's been down the world yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> how can you start yeah. there that's such a bad place yeah, to start I know I know <laughs> and then we uh, yeah and I remember we went to the charity shield after that and then I think we were in the League Cup final I think that following season we lost to Liverpool yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hillsborough I think is that right mm. I was at that game as well so um, so I actually went to Wembley before I actually went to to the Bolin wow yeah which is pretty crazy um, <laughs> and uh, yeah so, th- so when I did start going to West Ham you know there was in a time when I suppose there was still quite a bit of trouble there and I always remember coming out the ground and me and my cousin would be a bit scared it would be kicking off in, in Green Street and we'd, we'd run back to my grandfather's store and hide under the store <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice yeah. little safe house yeah right? yeah, yeah. Um, so where so, did you used to sit in the ground what part of it um, well over the after that I, I, we had um, we had a I had a season ticket for I guess the 87 I did a season ticket from 87 to about 90 and then again from 94 to 96, 97 uh, in the Bobby Moore oh, yeah, yeah in the Bobby Moore I mean I've I kind of sat everywhere you know what I don't think I've ever actually watched a match from the chicken run 
Oh wow! That's well, everywhere else yeah, around yeah. the ground. Yeah. I remember when I was. I think the first time I went to Upton Park, I went with my my uncle, and um, we were next to the away fans, quite close. And I remember, um, I remember the surging. I remember being quite small and being really quite scared, actually. Yeah. You know, because you you would literally get like pushed like maybe five six seven <laughs> rows down and then you get kind of hoisted up again yeah. and you didn't quite know where you were and i remember one point he my uncle held my hand he said oh don't mind damien it's going to be all right and he had me and so i was it was all good <laughs> but but um but yeah I, it was i kind of missed that about football you know but the yeah. charging and the yeah, standing that, and the just that kind of cam- camaraderie yeah, and that kind yeah. of, you know and yeah. then running on a pitch at the end of the match and <laughs> <laughs> did that a few times <laughs> um, so but growing up like your favourite players so like maybe in the 80s who, who were the ones that stood out for you well um, after the cup final I got my 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 mum who was a West Ham fan um, and my stepdad who was I said was a Spurs fan but he took me anyway to Chadwell Heath and I remember getting like a out of West Ham football and uh, we had all the players sign it. I remember Phil Parks like towering over me, like being, like Chewbacca. <laughs> and uh, and um, I remember, uh, I remember he was a bit. I liked him quite a lot. And I think Trevor Brook in, in the early days was like my number one. I used to do quite a lot of drawing, like I'd draw like you know my favourite superhero characters, you yeah, know, my A4 so. sketch pad, whatever. I remember Trevor Brookin was uh, John Brookin. <laughs> he was in my sketch pad. Um, and, uh, was he, what, uh, so Brookin was a superhero. He was my superhero. So, but did you draw him as a superhero? Like, no, like no, the idea no. of like as, Trevor Brookin dressed in like a Superman claret <laughs> blue number, Chewbacca next to him. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like, I was trying to look for that recently. I think it's disappeared, but. Um, but uh, yeah he was a bit of a hero and then I guess um, I don't know I've had some weird ones I was a big fan of Francois van der Elst yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> quite know why I just remember you seem so exotic yeah, yeah. I know I think that was the reason because uh, yeah it just seemed so odd at that point you know. <laughs> no. um, I know the McAvenny Cotty years were amazing um, yeah who were you a McAvenny or a Cotty man? I was a McAvenny man. Yeah. I mean, but it was great hearing Tony Cotty on the podcast the other week. I know. And, and uh, um, yeah, but I think that, again, the exoticness of him, he had the blonde hair and yeah. he was a bit of a playboy. I'm surprised but, you haven't been into a, in a club and McAvenny's been there. <laughs> <laughs> he gets about, he even was, now. Well, he was, um, sh- it was like Stringfellows and stuff. Like <laughs> that. Was a little bit before was my time. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, a few bad habits, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, um, but yeah, no. So it's been a while since West Ham had a like a playboy footballer. I guess it was the, the Christmas, the, the team of the Christmas party with yeah. Hayden Fox peed on the bar, and you had yeah. Trevor Sinclair and Neil oh, Ruddock yeah. walking Neil over Ruddock cars. Right, yeah. that one, yeah. Um, yeah. I know Julian Dix used to love him, um, yeah. you know, because he was just so passionate. Was that the, that kind of player you liked, like just like someone who was stuck in and passionate? Yeah, I think, and anyone like from the area as well, you know, because yeah. I think there was West Ham were like I think one of the the last bastions of football teams that kind of prided themselves on like bringing up kids from the local area, you mm. know, the academy, and um, you always felt like you know. You know, they're West Ham players. You know, they they play for us. They're our players. You know, from yeah, our yeah. team and our area. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that that always made a big difference. You see all these like big international players coming to other clubs, and we didn't really have that. Yeah, and um, sorry, that's all right. And um, <laughs> kicking the microphone over. It's, it's very small in here, by the way. <laughs> Danny Dyer wasn't yeah. lying. Yeah, everyone <laughs> talks about it. Um, <coughs> but. Um, 
But how do you feel about dicks now being on the sidelines? I love it. Yeah, 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 I love it. Um, I haven't actually seen him do any interviews or anything this year, though. I've heard he's quite influential. Yeah, like he's he's been involved with a few key decisions that have come along. But he made such a big jump up. He went from Grey's non-league to Premier League. Yeah, and I thought, wow, this. But he managed to go the women's team as well. Yeah, West Ham ladies last season manager. Yeah. So I'm really happy to see him there, and I think that's that's a really good look for Slav as well because you know gives him that kind of that extra. Uh, yeah, yeah. Extra support from someone that really knows, knows the, the club inside yeah. and the history. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think Julian was just—he was like a god, wasn't he? You know, he's always one hundred and ten percent. And it's rare these days to have someone, you know, seeing someone with that much commitment week in and week out. Yes. Um, but no, for me, it was there was like there's been a lot of like fun, fun moments when we had like Liam Brady came in, when Ian yeah. Wright came in. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're perennial <laughs> old Arsenal players. Old Arsenal, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Winterburn, yeah. who's next? Um, and then Teddy Sheringham came yeah. in. We always end up. With, I don't think that's going to ever happen again, do you? <laughs> what a player that old? Although I take Ronaldo or someone like that in his, in his like <laughs> yeah. final days yeah, or something like that. But um, but I don't know. Funny, I've got funny people that come swing to my head when I think about my favourite players. I like Leroy Rosinio. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. What about into the nineties? So, like, how did your relationship change with West Ham in the nineties? Did you manage to manage to go to as many games? Well, I started to. It was uh, in the late, not very late nineties when I I started to like DJ on a regular basis. So, right. so yeah, I had a season ticket in the mid nineties. Me and my cousin had a um, uh, few years there. Um, yeah, I was. I, I actually travelled away a few games as well. I was at the the, the unfortunate four 0 hammering at. Uh, uh, forest, yeah, uh, but that was actually one of you know it was that that bit of sweet you know it was like the worst result but the best day to be a West Ham fan. <laughs> um, second half, you know, bubbles going, balloons going, you know, we're four 0 down. Um, but uh, that, you yeah. know, that for me was that that you know moments like that you know epitomise like what it's about yeah, being like a West, West Ham, Ham fan. fan yeah, you know, because yeah. you know, we are the perennial losers, really. Yeah. yeah. We had a kind of barren few years. The, the 90s, really, not a lot of glory for us. There's not a lot going on. And then as we move into the 2000s, you know, we start, to, we, we get rid of Red Knapp, then Rhoda has a good season, we finish seventh. And then we have that season that Rufus Brevitt talked about where we go down. What are your memories of like 2003, that famous team, the kind of end of the academy? Yeah, I think I was there actually, the, the, you know, the last game. Birmingham away, I think it was. Um, I was at the last game at Upton Park. Oh, yeah, Chelsea. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think we knew, you know, just like it was over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's a, it's a very weird moment, isn't it? When you look around, you got, you know, everyone's got got their heads in their hands, and it's just very sad. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, no one likes to have, uh, for it to happen to them, you know. But it's happened to us a few times over the yeah. years. Um, and it's, um, I know, it's it, it's a very hard thing for, for football fans to have to deal with, you know. I think you, you yeah. touched on it perfectly because you said most times when you go down, you, you look at a team and you go, they deserve to go down. They're, yeah. they're playing awful. You know, like Villa this year, classic yeah. example, you think, good, go down, clear the, clear the deck, let's get rid of all these players. But that team that went down, yeah, it was yeah. one of the best so teams we've had. Like forty-two points. I still think of it. Now. Like, like when yeah. you listen to Rufus Brevet talk about it, the scars were open again. Yeah. The sadness was creeping in. I was just like, how did that team go down? Yeah, it's just yeah. no. It just didn't really make any sense. But you know, there was a lot of things that weren't working for the team that yeah. season, and um, and then we spent a, a year extra. Down. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. The play- that, that was like a, that was a weird time as well, wasn't it? Because it's like. 
you know, we expected immediately to bounce back, but we lost all those players. Um, and then didn't make it up the following year, and it was like. Oh, do you remember God. the Palace playoff final? Did I, you? Do. Yeah, um, I do. How was that for you? Oh, well, sick! You know, I, <laughs> I found that worse than relegation <coughs> because it was like that. It meant not only was that year rubbish, the relegation was rubbish, and then well, you we knew we had come another out one. And play yeah. that day, yeah. Um, and you know, I think that that was the worst thing that it just felt like the team just couldn't be bothered, you know, because we'd done so well in the the game before. Mm. Um, but that's West Ham, isn't it? That's being a West yeah. Ham fan, isn't yeah. it? It's like you, 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 you're winning the games you don't expect to win, and then, um, and then uh, you know, just lose to you know these lower teams, and um, you know, some days they just uh, you know yeah. don't, they don't come out, and you're like, well, it's like whenever we got relegated, I never expect us to walk the league. You know, people were like, <laughs> oh, West Ham, they should walk the championship. Well, They'll be you'll straight back up. Back. And you're like, yeah, yeah, but. We will, there's not enough good teams for us to raise that yeah. level to. We'll but end up anyway, losing to, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we're talking about that, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, th- those were the old days. Uh, I can't see that happening again, uh, yeah. <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, now we're, uh, we're we're top five team. <laughs> well, fingers uh, crossed. Yeah. Before before some of the other managers in the like the in the naughty like Pardew. Did you like Pardew? Um I wasn't a massive fan. No, no I wasn't a massive fan. Um, Kirbishly, I thought was good. He was pretty. I like is, is, is that the West Ham link oh, again? Because obviously he had he got the connections to West Ham in the past. Yeah. Plus think? my it's my mate's uncle. And you know because his and his his brother managed the Who. Uh, oh, right. So, yeah, okay, so yeah. there's um I kind of like that kind of you know family business and the fact that he was from West Ham as well. And mm. Glenn Roder was from where? <laughs> I think he's from Brent. Brentwood. Okay. I don't know. I think oh. so. But yeah. Um, D- but I never liked Rhoda. Did you? Do you a fan of Rhoda? No. Yeah. No. I think. Of... I think with being a manager, obviously behind the scenes, there's a lot. Obviously, it's all tactics and yeah. kind of a bit of wheeling and dealing. But I think that from the from a fan's perspective, you want to see a manager that is that is uh, excited and you know uh, creative and uh, and really into what he's doing. You know. Yeah. Um, and I never really got that vibe from yeah. Glenn Roden. You, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn Roden for me is like Steve McLaren. Like they, they seem like to be a really good coach. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's something different to be a manager. Yeah. And yeah. I think we'd see that again with uh, McLaren being Saturday. So mm. uh, I think we've done very well with managers over the years. Really, I mean, you think about like, Puff, Puff Harry, Harry was like, you know, <laughs> he was the boss. Uh, yeah. You know, we loved him. Um, and then Billy Bonds, and it was a shame that we didn't like when, when Trevor Brooking didn't yeah. come in. You know, he came in for like one one match or something. But <laughs> yeah. but you know, I think because I think he would have made an amazing West Ham manager. Um, and you know, who knows? Like, maybe in the future, Julian Dix will be the one. Oh and, God, was, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it'd be good. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, like I said, I'm really happy with Slav. From you know, I think he's he's been amazing. I think he's been he's doing an amazing job for the club at the the most optimum time that we yeah, needed. You know, I know. We were chatting just before, so like, obviously you travel a lot, and would you think you might have the record for watching most games in the most amount of countries this season? It's it's quite possible. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> possible. Yeah, it's like. Um, yeah, like 25 countries 29 games 29 25 games countries. probably I don't think I've missed a game um, mm. I've had a few 
near misses where my my internet has not been so good. <laughs> I've been calling down to hotel reception doing my pieces. Um, but no, I'm actually, I, I'm so excited about football at the moment that I'm trying to arrange my travel around the matches, which is a bit tricky, of course, because, you know, if, if I'm working on a Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and then I'm trying to get home on a Sunday and the game's on the Saturday afternoon or the Sunday afternoon, I'm usually in transit at that point. Mm. Um, but um, but yeah, I guess if there was a Guinness Book of Records award for <laughs> yeah. for having watched West Ham United in this season, yeah. <laughs> most amount of countries, I think I would definitely. It's probably at least twenty twenty countries. I could probably go through my diary. <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. prove it. Yeah. I'd take yeah. Norris, yeah. Yeah. Morris, Norris McWhirter yeah. if he's still around. We could give him a call. <laughs> um, uh, who's shining for you at the moment yeah. under, under Slav? Oh, well, of course, Payet's doing amazing. Oh. I mean, it's so nice. To see. Every now and then we get a player, don't we, that, that has so much skill and flair. And um, it's uh, what a surprise for us, really. I think I think there's been a few surprises this year that, has, that, that, that I'm really enjoying. Antonio's... Um, I love the fact he's English. Yeah. Um, and kind of came from nowhere. Not many people knew who he was. And suddenly he's just turning on this... Goal yeah, machine, yeah. and it's almost like you know the goal can come from anywhere, any time with him. You yeah, know? The engine on him, and um, yeah. I saw, you know when he dropped a right back the other week, and he was doing just yeah. uh, just as amazing as he is when he's up front. You know, so um, he's doing really well. I think that um, Noble is playing oh. amazing right now. Which um, I, I don't know—is it the first time that we've like talking about Noble in this way? Yeah, you know, I know. He's always well, been that engine. Worthy of an England call up for you. Uh, I'd like to see it. Um, um, I feel a bit bad for him that there's been this kind of public yeah. debate about it, and like it's not really worked in his favour because usually that kind of thing does work. Sure, I think he needs to be a new PR man behind <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But he definitely deserves it. I mean, just the the quality of his passing at the moment is just next yeah. level. And also, his shooting now he's, he's taking shooting. Shot. He's, like, yeah. he's never really been known for shooting, but no. now the ball rolls across outside the area and he has a shot. You think it could go yeah. in every time? Yeah, he just hit, the, hit that ball from about thirty yards the other week that just yeah. kind of went by the Good by spurs. the post. Yeah. yeah. The ball does seem to be a little bit lighter than usual. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, sure. In general, yeah. do you not feel that the that it looks a little bit easier? To... <laughs> Maybe they go down Green Street before a game yeah. and a news agent to see what they get. Probably some knockoff. Yeah, but no, I think I mean everyone. I think James Collins is doing really well. Yeah, um, I like his vibe as well. If if we didn't have Noble, mm. I would put him up for for the captaincy because I think he like really you know you look around the pitch yeah. who's actually like who's actually like vibing the players up who's actually like you know giving everyone else the support that the team needs. Um, he and, embodies that spirit, doesn't he? Just yeah, he has that spirit. Them. Yeah, um, I think in goal we're we're doing exceptionally well. I mean, how many how many. When was the last time you could say that second no. goalkeeper was as you know as good as the first? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, no, not since the days of Les Sealy or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, Randolph, it's, it's incredible, and he'll be in goal for the, against United. He like so pair of hands. Oh, that's right, because he he's, he's playing like a couple yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like last season at Upton Park, and I know you're quite like a very spiritual man, and obviously that holds a lot of place of special importance for a lot of fans. How do you feel about? The end of Upton Park, and um, I'm, I'm very emotional about it. Actually, mm. super emotional about it. Um, uh, even though I haven't been for a few years, for, for you know, for reasons of you know being away from from London, um, 
I feel very close affinity to the place. You know, so much of my my youth mm. is uh, wrapped up in 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 the bowling. So many amazing memories and so many bad ones as well. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I'm really going to miss it. I'm really hoping to be there in the last day and like. You know, but I, I am imagining it to be quite an emotional experience. Mm. Uh, I'm excited that we're moving into the future, and of course, you know, I mean, in my music and everything I do, my label, it's all about the future and like mm. next level stuff, and like taking things to the next level. Uh, and you know, it's the same has to happen in football. But mm. it's still going to be a very sad day when we, you know, and the fact that they're knocking it down soon after as well. I know. And, um, and it does obviously feel like a end, end of a of an era. I mean, the, the the area has changed a lot over the years, but the the, the bowling is the castle, you know. Mm. Um, I just don't want us to become one of these like you know boring kind of like, su- yeah. supporting, you know, in a big big vast stadium. And now they're going to add on to the It'll capacity, the capacity right? yeah, yeah, sixty thousand. Yeah, they're going to increase it. Um, but actually, people have been saying that. The, the atmosphere at West Ham this year hasn't actually been as as vibrant on a game by game basis. Is that right? Yeah, I, bits and pieces. I yeah. thought Spurs was incredible. Spurs, yeah, Spurs, then other Sunderland at home was a bit, bit of a I think the, the thing as well, I think a part of that is we probably had very few Saturday three pm kickoffs, mm-hmm. and it does like crazy as it sounds, it does make a difference because that those like early kickoffs, like the Sunderland one, twelve forty five on a on a Saturday, yeah. the the atmosphere just seems to be different. It's almost like people are still trying to wake up to the yeah, fact that yeah, we're playing yeah. and it's you do notice it whereas yeah. the Spurs you know under the lights yeah. bit, of, bit of moisture in the air and all, suddenly obviously the, the hatred for Spurs the fact yeah. that they could go top it was that was was probably the best atmosphere I've seen well I used to get in there like really early to like at least an hour before kickoff. you know just to soak up the atmosphere yeah. and like make a proper day of it and I used to love it in fact mm. one day I got in there really early and so you know when the teams used to come out and do two warm-ups yeah you know i was there for the first warm-up and my cousin jason and i used to go to football with we'd, we'd we're in the bobby moore and our seats were like just uh if you imagine like just like looking in the middle of the goal just over the crossbar right so perfect position and uh, i remember one day we're sat in sat in there and um i was reading the program they made it down reading the program and the team was on the pitch and like shooting balls and I, I suddenly looked up and as I looked up I.L. Berkovich had like wallet the ball and it hit me directly on the forehead right <laughs> like literally as my head lifted the ball hit me straight on I headed it directly back to him beautiful everyone that was around me was like cheering but I ended up chipping a tooth I had to go to the dentist no. after the match yeah. <laughs> oh. that's incredible we that, was, we, that has always been our dream like because where we we've sit been in the talking about run, that for like, years we're like, this is the last moment before we move to the new stadium. Yeah. This is our last chance to get hit and like be our opportunity to head oh, back. Oh, when it in. happened to me! Oh, and you've done it! You've done it! Like, by mistake, the, the that's dream. incredible. Oh, I'd love to sit here and tell you that I'd like stood on yeah. and wanted it back, but no, I'd like literally <laughs> head in the program. Wash. Oh, that's yeah. been our dream. I don't yeah. think we should go. There was last season. There was a moment where someone, a defender, kicked the ball, hit Nolan, and it was probably like a meter to my right, but. That, yeah. I don't think we'll get that. We'll get another try. <laughs> Congratulations! Oh, so thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, So obviously, like last season at Berlin, so I, I, like I said to you earlier, like I don't three songs to play us out for the for the last. So we'll, and we'll send these to DJ Leon. I don't know if you're aware of him. If you know, in well, the, you, on the clubbing you asked scene. Me to do this. Uh, who is DJ Leon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I 
lot of people won't know. <laughs> uh... I have to tell you, my, Jason, my cousin, and I mentioned earlier. Uh, we we used to sit, <laughs> we used to sit up the park and like listen to the music, which was terrible. <laughs> it was always really bad at West Ham. There was no finesse about it whatsoever. And we're both into music, obviously, so we'd both sit there like plotting, hatching plans, like how we could take over, <laughs> the, the, really? how we could be the DJs at Upton Park. And we actually, I think, we actually put a little project together. <laughs> I'm to try and find a it. residency at Upton Park. <laughs> oh, we yeah. had no, we yeah. had the, all these ideas about like each week without ask like one of the players for their top three tunes and like yeah, yeah. you know so the crowd could like get like a little bit more in tune with like you know the the mm. players and what they were into musically. Which, by the way, is very interesting to me. I don't know if you know anything about what the players listen to, but you know when you see them all coming off the coach and they've, yeah. Yeah, they've, all they've got their beats on. like yeah, yeah, yeah. on. What are these dudes listening to? Yeah. It's a, well, I follow, there's a few on Spotify you can follow and listen oh, to really? what they listen to. It's a lot of Drake. They're listening really? to a lot of Drake. A lot of Hotline Bling. Yeah, a lot of Hotline Bling. Wow, like, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think that they're I don't think they're allowed to go out raving to the kind of places <laughs> no. that I play at so <laughs> yeah, I doubt they're listening not. to what, any more mixes <laughs> yeah. or anything what did, but... wasn't there Slab was talking about recently about the music they played in the dressing room and he was saying it's not his thing but yeah. he's like he's, as long as we're winning he's happy because obviously Slab's a bit more of a rock man himself yeah, he's, isn't he? he's into metal <laughs> yeah. yeah he's into metal well I like, like the kind of playing. dark metal stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, you asked me this question about the last the, the last records to be played at Upton Park this morning. And I had a little think about it. I made a I made two lists. For, <laughs> um, given that it's going to be this emotional day, and but we've got to look to the future, right? So th- these are the tracks I've kind of like. So I, I've played around with things like um, REM. It's the end of this end of the world as we know it. But I feel fine, so it's kind of like the uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not sure that kind of sits very well at the bowling. So, um, Beatles, she's leaving home. Oh. Um, I think you got to put Frank my way in there. Oh. The end is near, but there'll be a few tears. But yeah, that's not a lovely little sing along at the yeah, end. Lovely yeah, lovely little sing. Um, Queen, show must go on. Oh, mate, uh, these are these are. So, yeah. I'm getting so emotional much. just thinking about it now. Um, I like to move it, move it. <laughs> 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 just, uh, to dry, just to dry the yeah, tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the animals we've got to get out of this place. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, here's my here's my final three. This All is right, how we'll I see play a little clip of each yeah. one. In, oh yeah. So as okay, this is how them. I'd see the end the end of this era happening. I'd I'd go madness. Our house. Right. Let's have a little clip of that. Right. There you go. Madness, our house. Nice one. Oh. Two more left. All right. What we got um, next? Now, this was a difficult one because um, they're not really known as West Ham boys, but I think the song actually kind of really like would be powerful and I can see everyone singing it on the ground. Primal Scream moving on up. Nice, nice. That's a good one. Here's a little clip of that one.
primal scream there. And then I think given uh, so recent, this would be the last one. This would this would be the last one, but then I'm going to put a little kind of oh, a little bonus caveat one. in. Oh, okay, then. go on. Um, for the last one, I think Bowie Heroes. Oh. There we go. I can see it. Yeah. I see that happening. Because I remember you know they, that's what they played, didn't it? The Olympics when the, yeah. uh, the Olympic team oh, came out right? for the 2012. You know oh when uh, Chris, God. Chris, and I got emotional watching that. Like you know, because it was like what midnight when they were walking around the uh, right. Stratford. It's a very fitting considering very we'll fitting. be moving exactly. To but do you know what? That is so written in the stars, yeah. that, isn't it? That all just completely connects. There we go. But uh, but hang on, that won't be Caveat. the end. That's the very end. I am, as I understand it, first time I'm forever blowing bubbles was played at West Ham as a big marching band in the 1920s. I'd roll them out. Well, maybe not the original ones. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm I'm out. Out. Yeah, the thin side, yeah, by yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. big, right, proper British marching band, and we do I'm forever blowing bubbles, and that will be the end of the day. But like the entire, oh, the entire crowd man, just yeah. singing out. There'll be bubbles everywhere. There'll be tears. Oh, there'll be laughter. Man. There'll be pies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's right. almost a bit like the Hot Eight brass bands, you know, that yeah, do yeah, the covers yeah. of. There get you go. them to do oh, it. Oh, we could get them. Yeah. In. Yeah. Get them to do it. <sighs> when, you have, when you have someone who knows what they're talking about yeah. giving you ideas, it just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got to forward, I'm going to forward these ideas on because I'm a little bit worried it won't be as good as it should be. <laughs> we had the yeah. Sullivans on earlier in the year and they were like, yeah, we're going to let off loads of balloons. I was like, fuck. Oh, we, oh no! Oh, but they've got, better, they've got yeah. better ideas yeah, yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> it's bubbles. And yeah. I love these. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Olympic Stadium, you looking forward to it? Well, let's get over this one first. I think yeah. you know, let's get to the end of this season and then you know a little break and then we can start trying to get excited about that. Yeah. Um, bit worried about the fact that me and a few friends have been trying to get a ticket and we haven't heard back yet from the what's going on there I mean <laughs> as I said it's very difficult for me to see the games with my travelling schedule but I figured I'd just try and get a ticket anyway and you know just make it when I can oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah I, I'm not quite sure how to feel about it really like I said mm. you know it's good for, it's good for the club um, I do worry that I think they say that West Ham is one of the top ten Premiership teams that are like googled around the world. Um, but I worry that <clears throat> we may have overestimated how many fans we actually have. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hope they don't start wheeling in. You know the the, the you know the old girls after bingo you know, yeah. Saturday afternoon yeah. to put. Yeah. <laughs> but positive signs that they want to increase it. So that yeah, surely so means that the demand, demand, the demand seems, to seems there as long yeah. as it isn't. All tourists coming well, in. I, I heard that apparently we're going to sell out season tickets. That there's more on the list than there's season tickets available to sell. Oh, well, that's amazing. Yes. So I mean, crazy, yeah. crazy. Time. I mean, they they have 
been very fortunate in the season that we're moving. Mm. We happen to be playing some of the, the, as you touched upon earlier, some of the best football that we've seen at Upton yeah. Park in, yeah. in certainly yeah. in my generation. It's like, the most perfect way to, to end the yeah. season and start this new era, mm. absolutely. Because it, it's ironic, when, when you think, like, I was um, like reading today, obviously, about McLaren being sacked, Benitez coming in, and obviously people were talking about how Benitez obviously was one of the names mooted around for when, when we were looking for a manager. Mm. And then they were talking about the Man United game coming up and how we're we're challenging for this like FA Cup semi-final spot, which is ironic because the goal for the beginning of the season was just stay up so that we're in the Premier League when we move to Stratford. Whereas, yeah. and you look at where we are now, like yeah. sitting so far, fifth yeah. in the league, yeah. an FA Cup quarter-final coming up, well, playing th- great stuff. It may not happen this season, but I definitely, if we carry on, the way that we're going at the moment the next couple of seasons we're definitely going to be finding ourselves in Europe we're entertaining the big boys and and you know what a great place to, to showcase West Ham United in this stadium yeah. so so I think that I think for now I can't really think much further than what's going yeah, to happen yeah, yeah. this weekend and in the next few weeks and then of course this like big emotional day at the end of the, an era and it really is you know yeah um you know, from from running away from the ground, hiding under my grandfather's market stall, you know, to to, the to like moving to the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. It's like it's a you know, brass band playing us out. I know. Let's hope so. Let's yeah, make this happen. Probably a Twitter campaign. It's got to happen now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, to talk about yourself for a bit, you've obviously got Damon Lazarus and the Ancient Moons. I mean, the name Ancient Moons is so on the money for the music. That is so like such a bullseye of a name. Thank you. Well, um, I've been, I've been. Uh, I've been playing for some time and I've been thinking about I was thinking about what, what where do I feel most comfortable as an artist where do I feel most artistic you know where, where do I feel most um, comfortable and creative and I, I've been playing a lot of parties in jungles in um, deserts uh, various festivals and events and um, on beaches in faraway places and generally like under the under the sky and um, I'm, I've been feeling quite connected to to nature and was thinking about how i could you know make music that would would connect make that connection um and um i started creating this project uh, with the ancient moons working with artists from pakistan and egypt and looking around the world at various and i'm very lucky that i get to travel so much and i I used my time quite wisely and i'm always on the look and listening out for for exciting new people to to collaborate with and music to play um and I put this project together, basically trying to make that connection. And 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 the album came out last uh, last summer. Uh, we spent the summer playing live, which was something very new for me. You know, for many years I've been like just DJing, going out on my records or my my headphones, and then into clubs on my own and doing my thing. And um, and then suddenly I've got you know made this record and I've put a band together and I'm playing you know. Glastonbury and main stage at Wilderness and you know various you know, festivals all over the place so so that was uh, it's been a very exciting time putting that together we just got this new remix album project that's coming mm. out in the next couple of weeks um, and then I'm in the studio working on new material for the for the next album oh wicked and you've got SW4 this summer as well SW4 because we, we, we just started to work like I said working on new new music for the next album so we're um, um, we're not doing so many shows this year. We just decided to do one or two and SW4 main stage on the I think it's on the Sunday, the 28th of August. I think it is. Oh, nice. So yeah, so that's going to be a big one for us. Yeah, that's I mean that's going to be amazing. And then like, like in terms of like your gigging, like we were looking, we were talking about your schedule before. Yeah. Miami next week. You're, you're flying to Morocco Sunday. Yeah. It's relentless. It is relentless. Um, 
uh, and um, I'm looking forward to having a baby as well in the next few weeks. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> really stitch yourself yeah, up. I know, I know, I know. So it's funny because my missus keeps saying to me, "Oh, you know, you've, you've, you know, I've never seen you like this, like about West Ham. You know, mm. you know, mm. coming home and talking about West Ham and watching football, like you know, all the time." I'm like, yeah. "Well." I've always been doing it, but I've never had anything to talk to you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only, yeah. It's only this season that it's yeah. worth actually, like, you know, yeah. like involving you in it. Um, so I'm not sure she's actually happy about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're having a baby shortly, so I'm, I'm kind of this year particularly. I've been like really smashing it, crushing it from the beginning of the year. Just wanted to, you know, do quite a bit of work so I can take some time out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's um, that's about to to go down. So I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, my my year is looking just as stupendously crazy as ever. Looking forward to another big summer in Ibiza. And uh, yeah, the next week um, is our big party. It's called Get Lost. It's in Miami. Uh, we have about 55 artists joining us for a 24-hour party over four different areas in a film studio in in Miami. Uh, and of course, we do this other thing called Day Zero, which is a, a big event, a big festival in uh, in Tulum in Mexico. And that happens every January. Um, which is quite a spiritual event and uh, uh, a lot and a lot of fun. So, so yeah, I'm pretty busy. Quite a lot going on, <laughs> but always got time for the Amers. <laughs> and if we get to the FA Cup final, I mean, are you going to move mountains to to get there? What would be the date? Uh, May, mid May, I guess, or late yeah. May, May thirtieth, I think, or something around there. Whichever club I'm supposed to be playing at that night may have an unfortunate <laughs> email from my agent. That food poisoning <laughs> coming on again in weeks. <laughs> you get some raw turkey. Oh, down here, no, no, nothing would nothing would make me happier actually than, than to see West Ham lift the FA Cup again. Yeah. I mean, again, still, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, a couple of other little bits of West Ham news. Uh, we've made a signing. Uh, it's our first signing of, of this uh, kind of year. Heart <coughs> oh well, since the transfer deadline day closed. I've really made a hatch <laughs> yeah. of explaining this. <laughs> yeah. um, but we signed Harvard Nordveit, who's a defensive midfielder on a free transfer from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Quite fancied, Russ. Do you know anything about him? I'll put you on the spot there. You have put me on the spot, and I will answer with no. I've never, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of him. I, uh, I gave him a quick uh, quick look on the, on the, on the Google, mm. and apparently played for Arsenal. He was signed for Arsenal for like 2007, 2010. Yeah. Never made an appearance for them, went out alone a few times, but... From what he said, he, he, he's come through the Norwegian ranks, played at all the levels. He's now playing yeah. for the full international side. So, how old is he? Uh, he's born how 19, old is he was born in 1990, so <laughs> that uh, makes 20 him 26. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. But yeah, I yeah. mean, the fact that we, we're getting him now must mean must be yeah. fair I've got otherwise... complete faith in the board and with the yeah. manager yeah. So. I mean, so, we're yeah. making good signings now yeah. so it's yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. if, it, yeah. if I've never heard of him I don't care That's but right. is that right that Song's on his way out yeah, apparently yeah apparently. So, uh, okay. the he's going to replace well, we've got, um, well I think with the thing with Song as well we've got Obiang who I think is one of our probably most mm. unsung mm-hmm. players this season like he's obviously mm. come in and playing in that same position as, and I think yeah. when they look at it and go well Obiang, what, 23? Yeah. Signed to us on a permanent contract. Song, only on this loan. Not playing, unfortunately, to the levels he played on his side. So, do, do we yeah. need Song? Like, yeah. Which is a crazy situation, do you think? What a player happened? of his quality. Can I ask you, what happened with those glasses he had on the other week? Because he I, came I on the pitch fashion. and he had that thing over his yeah. face. And then it didn't work for him because he took it off within like yeah. a couple of minutes. I, I think I read he had like glaucoma. And... I thought it was conjunctivitis. No, probably. There you go. <laughs> I mean, this is pure speculation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um... 
Because um, Harry Kane was wearing the same thing the other yeah, week, right? Yeah, I think he so broke his nose. So Harry Kane broke, broke his nose, so he had the... Uh... So it's one thing kind of suits all ills. <laughs> well, well, songs were specific. I know he had like an eye mm. infection of some sort, so okay. it's to stop, stop his eye yeah. getting aggravated. Right. Harry, Harry Kane's was specifically to protect the nose. Right, okay. um, but yeah, they've yeah. all had them this season. Yeah. Diego Costa, Fabregas. Yeah. Well, now predictions. Lastly, Chelsea away is the week following this podcast. Um, how are you feeling about it, Damien? Obviously, they're kind of in a bit of rough, a bit of form now. Yeah, Chelsea are refining their feet, aren't they? Mm. Um, but I think it's, uh, I think it's all down to what happens with us tomorrow. Um, if we beat United, I think we're just going to be flying. Yeah. Um, However, we haven't lost for a few weeks, have we? <laughs> no, no, we haven't lost no. for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, this could be the one, but I would take the loss there over the loss this yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. You, um, a prediction for a scoreline then? For Chelsea? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll hedge my bets and go 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Yeah. Take that, Russ, what are you thinking? I, I was thinking the same. I would definitely take a draw, 1-1. One, one. Um, yeah. Obviously, Costa went off injured yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully if he's out... Yeah, you know, but like, like you say, I we were discussing this earlier. Like we kind of go places now. We're not we're not fearful of no. like facing. Teams. Well, we've beaten everyone this season, right? Mm. I feel confident. Like I mean, Chelsea, like we said, they are in a rich run of run of form. But who's to say we can't go there and get something? I mean, yeah, and I think yeah, a one-one draw would be fantastic. Like, yeah. I don't care about Chelsea. I just want us to beat. Yeah, you know, that's the big one. That's the big one. Yeah. In fact, that's not. Maybe don't even bother turning up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the free points. I won't even watch. Yeah. Yeah. They need not, them. Good cherry case. We're not even going to talk about that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. Damien, thank you so much for joining us here. Absolute honour. Absolute pleasure. You thank you for having me. You're on Twitter, obviously, at... Damien Lazarus. Um, Damien Lazarus, yes. That's the one, yeah. yeah. And on tour, SW4, Catch yeah. You With The Ancient Moons. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, DamienLazarus.com. Usually find most of my dates. I'm on Instagram yeah. and all that malarkey. Yeah. Amazing. All that business. Uh, and Russ, your DJ dates. What dates are you doing again? <laughs> I can't remember, mate. Who knows? Who knows? Wait, when are we driving to next? Maybe, maybe I'll do a set on the on the train up to Manchester. Uh, I think you, you've, got, <laughs> you've got the 4am slot at the Victoria Tavern, haven't you? Plaster. Oh, unbelievable scenes. Yes. <laughs> I think you're going to smash it. Yeah. <laughs> Press play um, on YouTube. Away we go. <laughs> uh, you're obviously on Twitter at I'm, uh, Russ Willie. There you go. W I L L I, isn't it? Correct. There you go. Very, very excellent. All right. Well, we'll be back. I think the week after next. I think we're taking a week off. We'll be back. I think uh, with the next special guest. But I don't want to curse it by saying who it is. But, but it's good. Exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, fingers yeah. crossed. We beat Man United. We'll speak to you very soon. In the meantime, come, come on, on, you Irons. These are by the Brown West Ham podcast is sponsored by 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. Crazy offer. I keep saying it every week. But you need to get to 888sport.com and think of any bet you can and they'll triple the odds on your first one. Why go anywhere else, I ask you. That's at 888sport.com forward slash West Ham.